All right. I have form. consented. Perfect. You're mine now. Taking my underwear off as we speak. Okay, that's it's not that kind of podcast. Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think's co-host this? Bill Cosby. Welcome to the weekly fantasy roundup with your hosts Andrew Skinner and Joel Bryant. Ladies, gentlemen, welcome back to the weekly fantasy roundup for week four of the NFL season. I am joined by my new favorite co-host, Mr. Joel Bryant. How's it going, sir? Doing well. How are you? Um, okay. I'd be better if I didn't uh, survive the guillotine league this week by me or point three points. We can talk about that later. I think my uh, team's performances across the board is probably going to cement this whole podcast thing as a very poor life decision. Maybe football is just not your forte. I'm growing to hate it more all the fucking time. Anyway, uh, looking back at the week that was in the NFL, let's talk about some things that went on around the league. How about uh, Justin Tucker's monstrous field goal? You must have saw that. I did. 60 Right? Right off the crossbar. As great as that Tucker field goal was, it should have never happened. They showed the play prior to, and the play clock clearly ran the down past zero. Delay a game, yeah. Right? I also read somewhere that Tucker's field goal at 66 yards was 19 yards longer than the entire the entire Chicago Bears offense. That's probably the most ridiculous stat I've ever heard in my life. I can't even fathom that, that a single field goal kick of 66 yards could be 19 yards longer than the than whole an entire game. game's worth of offense. So how does that look going forward? I don't know, For man. Chicago offensive players, like, are you not – Scared if you got shares in those guys now? Well, if Andy Dalton is your fucking savior. Andy Dalton, I'm hearing rumors swirling that uh, they're looking at promoting Nick Foles from third stringer and giving him the shot this Sunday. Oh, boy. Apparently, all options are on the table. Now, I don't know if Andy Dalton's recovered for his injury, but Matt Nagy is apparently leaving all options open. Yikes. It's very, it's not good. To answer your question about Bears fantasy assets, it's not good. Uh, let's see, moving on. How about uh, old Josh Gordon signing with the Chiefs? Any thoughts? Who cares? I'll tell you who cares. Steve Power cares. Steve Power fucking yeah. loves Josh Gordon. His teammate for years was fucking free Josh Gordon. And sure enough, he's on his roster. All right, moving on to TBLC and the week that was. We already early in this fantasy football season have no undefeated teams in TBLC. I cannot recall the last time that we didn't have a single team 3-0. But here we are. Got a six-way log jam, 2-1. Cove Cowboys, no soup for you. Labrador Colts, Clyde Evers Spare. Football team, myself, Turd Ferguson, and Shogun Master. We've got a couple of teams at one and two. Co Stanza, Team Dinner, Four Verticals, and yourself, Guy with the Skinner Tattoo. And finally, taking his throne in 12th, the man, the myth, the legend, the Roundhousers, Mr. Davin, 0-3, after being projected to go 14-0, has started out the complete polar opposite unbelievable man you can't make this up this guy there's a guy more snake bitten than him in fantasy i don't know 
I don't know. 11 and 11 and three is still pretty good. So yeah, 11 and three is, yeah, I agree with you. I think he will do very well at 11 and three. I'd say when he finishes 11 and three, he will be first place. I would say. I had to open the screen. I was like, how the fuck is he behind me? Because I thought we were both 0 and three, but I beat him by points. But he's scored like almost 50 points more than me. And he's yeah, you're a last points for wow. 359 yeah. points in three weeks of you want to talk about snake bitten wow that's 120 points a week in uh full ppr that ain't good no it's very bad you could quickly look and say well your points for must be high or your points against rather must be high but it's not your points against well, is middle of the pack pretty average literally yeah. six place for points against so it's just uh underwhelming yeah it's just been a big uh shit pile so the question is then, when do you uh, blow it up? When do you pull your best Mike hair and just light it on fire? Well, maybe I'm just people- in a, uh, a pretty tough spot because I don't really have much going on as far as appealing players. Like I'm Fair. hitting four games everywhere. If you look at what I got going that might actually be appealing last week, I think Lamar Jackson kind of came close to hitting his potential and my kicker had a good game. So nice. Always good when you get a big game out of your kicker. Would you go as far as saying you maybe have too much faith or too much stock invested in Lamar Jackson? No, no, no. And I, I will say in the grand scheme of things that I still like my team long-term like over the season. Yeah. Uh, I got a lot of guys hitting four games right now and that's not going to, that's not going to hold up all year, but I mean, I knew coming in that Lamar didn't really peak until late in the season last year, but once he hit that stride, he was 35, 40 points a week. That's where I'm at. I'm worried about Lamar. I like Lamar long-term, but that just like my team in general, my problem is I don't have any fucking patience at all. So if this goes on, yeah, he might hit the trade block along with everyone else. Well, the problem is that I, you've got Mike Davis, and objectively speaking, nobody's going to take him. I don't think he lasts the season on your team, to be honest. I don't know about that. I don't think there's some people that are buying this Patterson hype, but it's not going to be a long-term thing, and we all fucking know that. Oh, I agree with you there. They found a way to incorporate Cordero. Davis is the guy. Is he, though? He's the guy. Yeah, well, he hasn't been the guy so far. Although he's got more points than Jonathan Taylor. I don't I know. Davis Davis is older. Back. Like I think I think Taylor turned around. He could do it as early as this week against Miami. But I think you're in trouble with Davis. And this is what we talked about last week. I don't mind your team, but you got no depth. Like if Davis really is not fantasy relevant, who are you running as your two? Trey Sermon, Leonard Fournette. Like you got to find a trade. You need Bobby Trees to fucking have a real big game. And you need to package him and Mike Davis for a big running back. I'm definitely diving into the trade market. My problem is I look at my team and I see a team that I would be going to, to see what I could be buying low right now. Yep. You got I a mean, lot of buy low candidates on your team. To be fair, my entire team are buy low candidates really. So I, I totally get the position that I'm in. It's going to take some finagling. That's right. Well, you're a fantasy we'll it out. veteran. You'll figure it out. Let's talk about uh, last week when you weren't so good at this shit, shall we? Yeah, four dive ver- right in. Four verticals 
defeat a guy with Skinner tattoo by a very tight score of 161.46 to 96.52. A sub Did not see that coming. Scoring. Nope. You picked yourself last week. I think we both picked you to win last week. Yeah. I think we said that it would be good for the podcast if you won. And well, that did not come to fruition. Holy shit. I called DK Duncan on me. I saw that one coming. Yeah. I did not call literally every single player on his team Duncan on me uh, and my team not showing up at all. I mean, the Saints defense, 22 points is obviously a huge game. I mean, he got 17 at a Tucker. He had Tucker. It's crazy. Yeah. Tucker had 17 and he missed a field goal. Tucker could have put up a fucking 20 burger. You know, but Will Fuller wasn't great. Chanel was, you know, blasé. CeeDee Lamb, okay, 10 points. Metcalf obviously had a big game. Zach Moss, fuck, 18 points at Zach Moss. That hurts. You know, 16. Yeah. He um, just had a very consistent, like, no huge scores, but some very consistent scores for very healthy 161 points. You know you're rolling hot when Zach Moss is dipping it in you. Too bad Ryan didn't play the Cove Cowboys last week. He would have beat them by 0.4. How fucking funny would that have been? Don, I would have preferred that. <laughs> how it actually yeah. went. Well, to be fair, it didn't matter who you played this week because for the second week in a row, your 96 points would have beat uh, zero teams. I have been on record a few times saying that I, I like Ryan's team. His team's pretty good. So yep, you said not, that not really week. any shame getting crushed by him. Nope, fair enough. Uh, with the win, Ryan approves to one and two, gets off the schneid, and you fell to one and two. The fact that there are no undefeated teams in TBLC bodes well, just means we're going to get another couple fucking five and nine or six and fucking eight plugs in the playoffs this year. So you can be one of those teams, friend, and then you can just upset me or Cam in the first round. Aaron Bishop. Fisted football team. Woo. Talk about a crash down to earth. Justin felt invincible after starting the season. 2-0, only to be beat up on 181.98 to 100.12. Wow. 81, almost 82-point margin of victory. Unbelievable. You know, that Mahomes-Hill yeah. stack is for real. Although, to be honest, Tyreek Hills had two sub-10-point games. Last we put weeks. up 182 points and Tyree Kill barely did anything. So that's a that's a big look the fuck out. He had the wherewithal exactly. He had the wherewithal to start Madison. Najee Harris. How about Najee Harris? He had 20 targets. 20 fucking targets as a running back. Yeah, he's a he's a target monster. Yeah, as well, especially with the fucking corpse of Ben Roethlisberger throwing the ball. It's gonna be a lot of checkdowns. Uh with the win. No, soup for you improves to two and one, and football team uh, falls to two and one. Uh, let's move on to Shogun Master versus Clyde Edwards Spare. Clyde Edwards Spare won by score 164 to 113. Like I said last week, despite the team name change, Steve Power should have nothing to despair about, and he proved me right. A very respectable 164, good enough to beat. Basically, everyone in the pool this week, except for Team Dinner, Labrador Colts, and No Soup for You. Uh, Clyde Edwards Despair, big score, highlighted by Tannehill. Welcome back to Fantasy Relevance, sir. 27 points. 
Derrick Henry doing Derrick Henry things, 19.4. Alaire, look at Alaire go, 16.9. Well done. Might have to change his team name again. Big bounce back from Alaire. Yeah, just a big game all around. Galladay was relevant until they got hurt. Gronk was okay until they got hurt. Uh, Javante Williams said, well, yeah, big win. Big win for him overall. Spencer's team came down to earth. Jalen had an okay game, 25. Eckler was huge. Sanders was trash. Hopkins got hurt. What's up with Hopkins? Oh, he got hurt, did he? Oh, well, he, no, he didn't get hurt. Uh, he went in with a rib injury. Hopkins, in eight seasons, has only missed two games. So he was nine chances at 10 out there as a decoy. Beckham looked good in his return to form. Uh, 13.7 fantasy points. That's a good showing. Yep. McLaurin still putting up 10 points despite having fucking Taylor Haneke throwing the ball. It seems like their problem there is their defense can't get off the goddamn field. They were monsters last year. This year, they're just getting pounded. They can't stay off the field. All in all, just a not great week from Spence, and it was reflected in the score of 113. Uh, with the loss, Spencer falls to 2-1 and power improved to 2-1, and they are part of that logjam. Let's move on to myself, Turd Ferguson, squeezing out the win against the snake-bitten roundhousers, 124-121. to You left week three with a fair amount of bacon missing from your fucking ass. Bacon? Bacon. Uh, go on, elaborate. As in, you, you lost some of your hide, but you still made it out because it seems like right across the board, you just limped out survival mode. Yeah, well, when you're a fantasy veteran like myself, sometimes you just find a way to get it done. You do the old, right. you do the old reverse jinx in the group chat. You say, well, Devin, looks like you got me here. Great match. Congrats on getting your first win, and I'm sure you'll be great at 12-2. and two. And then George yeah. Kittle says, not so fast. My... Paltry, 124, highlighted by Herbert. Welcome back, Justin Herbert. Thank you. 38.84, my man. And then I got a huge 5.3 points out of my running backs. My God. I feel like Jonathan Taylor might have outscored every single running back on your roster. Possible. Well, I only started two. Kenneth Gainwell was my best uh, running back. He was on my bench, of course. Why would I start? You got a combined 5.3 out of your running backs. That is rough. Yep, it's uh, it's not good, but it was good enough. Dalvin Cook put up zero with a plug. You should trade him. Yeah, I should. I'll trade him to you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brandon Cook's still doing football things. How about that? They got a third string rookie quarterback throwing the ball. Brandon Cook's just. Soaks up all the targets, catches everything. It's great to see. Uh, Lockett, 7.1. Lockett got banged up mid-game, managed to finish the game, but uh, dealing with a hip injury. I hope he doesn't miss any time. Uh, AJ Brown got hurt, going to miss some time. That sucks. Uh, George Kittle came back to form, saved my week. Chase Claypool. I knew when Deontay went down, so Claypool's got to suck up them uh, – targets and he did not to the tune of Najee Harris or anything but you know he was uh he was good 18.6 in my flex I feel like that was an obvious play I'm still good for you Davin uh not only is Davin now on three he could maybe make use of the autopilot feature if there was such a thing maybe get Manny Sanders in there <laughs> I think there's an optimized lineup but yeah I think that's a baseball feature too bad he no, no, use it. it's in the football one on the app 
sorry, Davin. I know you're listening. I know we are on the same hockey team now. This one's on you, brother. All you had to do was do the right thing, start Manny Sanders, and you would be one and two now. So would I, for that matter. So, oh well. Oh, if I would have played Sanders there, I don't know if that's an obvious one, but fine. You're gonna start Manny Sanders over Nelson Aguilar, New Orleans. Come on, okay. Man. I was I mean, looking at Pascal on his flex, but yeah, maybe Aguilar. There were multiple spots on his roster where he could have put Sanders in, and it would have been a better play. So, I mean, I'll take it. Anyway, it's going to run out. Harris, 3.1. Williams, yeah. 2.2. Tyson Williams was a, uh, a pickup when Gus Edwards went down. I didn't spend up for him or anything. He was more of a dart throw in the event that he got the volume. And he looked pretty good minus last week, obviously. I, I'm not worried about Damian Harris. Damian Harris is getting the volume. Like he had 23 carries in week one. He had 16 carries in week two. Last week was just negative game script right from the outset. He only had six carries. So He's going to get Belichicked. I'm telling you. I improved a 2-1. Davin finds himself in familiar territories at 0-3, the usual. Moving on, Team Dinner upset Co-Stanza in a close battle, 164-161. to Team Dinner got 45 points out of Josh Allen. Thanks for coming out. Nick Chubb, 8.4. Nick Chubb not involved in the passing game at all. That was – this you know what? had a big week. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ridley, 14.1. Good game. Debo hasn't got hurt yet. It's a miracle. Pittman, 12 targets, two weeks in a row, man. That bodes well for Pittman owners. Kyle Pitts was the shits. Tough one there. I would have expected a lot more out of Pitts going in. Uh, yeah, 164 to 161. I mean, there's not much to say. 161 points should be enough to get you a win. In the reality, Zach Gary would have beat uh, the majority of teams. TBLC this week, he would have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams, you know. So it's just a tough, tough uh, loss for Gary. With the loss, Costanza, Gary falls to one and two, and Adam gets off the Schneid, proves to one and two. Uh, let's see, last but not least, Labrador Colts defeat the Cove Cowboys by score 171 to 161. Again, a couple of big scores. Talked about this with Sean lost in week one. Said he got a team and he's going to fucking fuck people up. And he's uh, won two games handily since then. He's basically just insta-rejected all trade offers and said something to the tune of, my team's awesome. I don't need trade. Yeah. Like, okay, he well. Pol- he, he also politely told me to go fuck myself. He's very efficient about it. Like, probably 30 seconds after I sent the offer is smash reject. Thank you yeah. for being so quick. Yep. No fucking round, no lead on. Meanwhile, I've nope. got offers in other pools that I'm sure if there was an expiry date, they would have just disappeared by now. Awful. Sean's team is his team's pretty good. Sean's team is legit. Yep. Beasley's not a guy you write home about, but Beasley's a guy that's just gonna soak up them targets. There's clearly little to no uh, run game in Buffalo. So all those pass catchers are gonna soak it up. His biggest issue is the, that football team defense taking it square in the arse, and that's not really an issue at no, the end I mean, of the day. So he's, just, he's doing all right. Wow, negative 1.68, nothing. No <laughs> sacks, no forced fumbles, nothing. 43 no. points allowed, wow. Probably spent like 48 minutes on the field too. Yeah, right. So Ridiculous. He can just pick up another defense. Wow, 171 points, and he got negative points out of his defense. That's impressive. 
Wow. Anyway, big win for Sean. Good for him. Like we said before, good team, great team even. With the win, Labrador Colts improves to 2-1, and, and Cam falls to 2-1, and one, joins that log jam. All right, let's move on to week four. Ooh, a couple of OGs going head-to-head. Costanza versus Turd Ferguson. Early projections have me as a three-point favorite. What say you, friend? Ooh, I think your luck might run out this week. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, no more limping out dunking cards on the river here. I think you're going to get tanked. Maybe this is the week that Alan Robinson shines. If he was ever going to do it, it would be against Detroit. Yeah, could be a big bounce back for him. Yeah, and my team is just a sea of fucking question marks as usual. I don't like to give Nolan credit in public again, but I'm going to pick Nolan this week. You know what? I'm going to pick Nolan too. (laughs) 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 I'm going to pick myself to fucking lose. And this is not reverse psychology. I would love to win. Now, Elliott could have a tough matchup. The Carolina defense looks good, but Mixon might run for fucking 6,000 yards against Jacksonville. Look at that matchup for Cooper Cup. He's got the Stafford Cup stack. There could be fucking 80 points in that game. Jesus fucking Christ. Andrews could struggle. Boyd, even Boyd. He's got Boyd and Mixon against Jacksonville. My God. T. Higgins still out. Yep. I pick myself to lose this week. I predict Gary will improve to 2-2, two and two, and I think I will fall to 2-2. Two and two. I'm calling it now. I will lose this week. Sorry about your luck. That's okay. I'll be 500, which is more than we can say for your team after you inevitably get fisted by a football team this week. Uh, nope, because I am playing Bishop this week. My bad. But I will still get absolutely fucking trucked. Oh, that's yeah, I'm, even... in the, I'm in the midst of a two-week rebuild. I already knew this week was a write-off. Yeah, okay. Well, bad. you versus no soup for you. You know what? God love the projections. Look at the projections trying to give you hope. The projections say your team's going to get 124 points. I don't think your team scored 124 points at any point this season. Uh, week one, I had like 145. Oh, cool. Well, I don't see that happening this week. The projections aren't even close for for the projections. Like They're usually within a few points of each other. He's projected to beat me by like 15. Right? That's not good. 13. And no. I think it's going to get worse. Philadelphia. I don't even think he's got his lineup still totally set and he's projected to crush me. Yep. I think uh, you're one and three after this week. Sorry, friend. It's not Bishop's good. against the practice squad this week. When we're both picking each other to lose, that says a lot about our fantasy football acumen. Shows what football's done to my confidence through three weeks. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when uh, you draft Mike Davis as your RB2. But hey, they're playing Washington. <laughs> They're playing Washington. They're playing Washington this week. Washington's defense. If Davis was going to get, you know, back to fucking the end zone, this is the week for him to do it. Not going to win this week. Move on. Just that's it. Hey, you're going to lose the end. Nothing to talk about here. All right. Myself and Joel both pick no soup for you over Joel. Got Skinner tattoo. I like that. All right, Clyde Edwards Despair versus football team. I don't know what power's got going on. 120 point projection. He's got no kicker started. 
He dropped a kicker to pick up Josh Gordon. God love him, man. That guy fucking loves his Josh Gordon. <laughs> He's pulling out some of his uh, decapitation nation, something out of the playbook from there. Well, no, that would mean he would be already eliminated from the pool. The beauty of TBLC is that you can't lose in week four. I don't think I don't really he, like that Josh Gordon thing. He's, he's even on a buy this week. I would say with confidence that Steve Power has no strategy whatsoever built up for the guillotine league as he's played three weeks, two no, seasons. He's, he's got no he's play. Just chucking darts. And the second he gets eliminated, he just checks out of the group chat. So it's not like he's sticking around to see what happens or maybe pick up a thing or two. He's just like, I'm out. See ya. Uninstalls the Yahoo app, moves on completely. Fuck <laughs> this. One less pool to pay attention to. Tannehill at the Jets. Oh, man, he's got Tannehill and Henry at the Jets. I'm taking – I don't even need to see the rest of his matchups. I'm taking Steve Power in this one. Nope. I'm going to go uh, Justin. Yeah, you like football team? I like football team this week. All right. We're torn here. Brady, Brady in the rivalry match. Yep, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Yep. Couple Jefferson of Cleveland. Here. He's got some solid matchups. Yeah, Cleveland's defense has been uh tricky so far. This might be a uh, this might be an Adam Thielen game, which ironically power has. So oh okay. Didn't see that. Good yep. point. Yep. I think uh I don't know if this could be really no close. Power. Now, if uh, Gronkowski doesn't play and power has to struggle or scramble, rather, to find a tight end. Maybe he uh, loses. I like Powers' chances this week if Gronkowski's healthy and assuming he takes five seconds to pick up a kicker. So we are projecting him to to pick up a kicker. Yeah, we're going to give him the benefit. That, yeah, I mean, if no other reason now, he doesn't have another pool to focus on. There's absolutely no reason for him not to pick up a kicker unless – He's got Nick Piddle running his team, in which case maybe he won't pick up a kicker. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Nick, I love you. Anyway, Ron Poole. Yeah, stay relevant. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's see. Cove Cowboys versus four verticals. What do you think? I like that the uh, the NFL.com projections are projecting Cam to beat him to death. Yeah. Is that a 20, 25 point spread there? 20, about 20 points. 17 points if my skinner. Not that that counts for much, but no, it doesn't. Are you who are you picking? You're picking Cam to win? I'm going back and forth here. I think it'll be pretty close. You know what? I'm gonna take uh Ryan here. I'm going with Ryan too. Go for the underdog in this one. He's got both Henderson and Michelle on his bench as of now. Got to think that when Henderson is declared healthy, which he should be, he finds a way to get him in his lineup over uh, Will Fuller. So you put that blanket in, the safety Zach blanket, Moss. Henderson in. Uh, no, maybe he goes to Zach Master playing fucking Houston. If you could ever justify playing the fucking Bills running back, it'd be this week. So I think Cam falls to yeah. two and two, and I think that Ryan approves to two and two. Team Dinner versus Shogun Master. Team Dinner not currently rocking a defense. Oh, he picked up the Bengals D. So Team Dinner projected for what will be 141 and change versus Spencer's 129. 
Now, granted, Spencer doesn't have a kicker started. These guys, see, these guys are just fucking with us. That's what's going on here. They know we're recording. They're like, let's fuck with them. This will be tight, too. I think this is another close one. I'm going to go dinner. Yeah. Picking dinner for the second week in a row, hey? I am. So it's probably the only one I got right last week, so I'm going to stick with that this week. Uh, I like Allen against Houston. My only concern is that they may just have so many points that he gets pulled like a late third quarter, early fourth quarter, which could hinder his fantasy production. Then again, if the points they do pile up are through the air, it could be a smash game for Allen. So I even I think they let Allen just dick the fuck out of him. Like yeah, they're going to let him in there. I mean, maybe all you need out of Josh Allen's three quarters in this game. So who knows? Nick Chubb at Minnesota. This, I think, I don't know, man. That was tough to call. It's got shootout potential, but the Browns defense has been sneaky good. So it's a bit of an air game. Robinson, you got to think Robinson's in a nice spot where he can build some momentum after last week's good game. But that would be the kind of game that he just went back and got fucking three points. So who knows? Ridley, it seems like if he's ever going to have a, a big bust out game, it's going to be against that Washington defense that can't get off the field. That's right. You know what? You can pick team dinner. I want to take my new very best friend in the world, Spencer Shogun, Master Bugden to win in the hopes that if I say lots of nice things about him on the show, maybe he'll accept my trade offer. That's been a death <laughs> sentence for him. What me? He trash, nice he trash his team. He does well, and you say his team's doing good, and you just bad. So, oh yeah, I, I did. You just gave him the kiss of death. Oh, well, you know what? Maybe it won't be the kiss of death if he trades me three of his players in exchange for three of my players. Time will tell. Yeah, you bet. He's going to tell you to fuck yourself. No, no, he won't do that. Me and Spencer are best friends, very best friends. He wouldn't do that. Hmm. So you pick team dinner. I pick Shogun Master. Oh, no, there's one more match we have to cover, although this is only a technicality. The Labrador Colts, which we consider a powerhouse against uh, whatever the fuck Davin's putting on the field. I'm going to select the Labrador Colts. I'll take the Would Colts, you like though. me to uh, look at the matchup and provide some insight, or are we just good calling it there? Yeah, that's, we'll call it there. <laughs> <laughs> I predict he falls to 0-4 polar opposite of what the fantasy gods had in store for him. And I think Sean approves to three and one. There's no shame in 10 and four. No, there's, you know what? 10 and four is very respectable in the first yeah. full 14 game fantasy season. I would say 10 and four record is very respectable. Very so good. Yeah. After Davin gets pumped again this week, he will be well on his way to uh, 10 and four. Let's move along to everyone's favorite league, Capitation Nation, where I squeaked by by the fucking slimmest, slimmest of fucking margins. This episode almost didn't happen this week. I said to myself that if I got eliminated, I wasn't fucking doing podcasts this week. Oh, you would have done it. You would have forced me? You 100%. If I got to sit here and watch you tee off on my TBLC team, you would have you taken it. I survived by 0.3 points, man. Oh and the Eagles, they were going for it, too. They're right? One extra point away from putting you on the fucking sideline again. 
the game was fucking over. They're down 20 points, and the Eagles just like, fuck it, 32 seconds left. Let's go for it on fourth. I said, motherfucker, if they complete here, Hertz is just going to fire fucking bombs to the end zone because fuck it. He must have himself on his fantasy team, and they'll kick the extra point. If you went down this week, can you imagine? I mean, you would have soaked up every decapitation nation joke that wasn't about Steve Power for the rest of time. Yeah, all the jokes about Power. I mean, how many times have I dunked on Power for only less than three weeks? Yeah, but it's not Power's league. No, it's not. Power didn't create the rules and pick the people and... It's true. Was the platform. This is Even my fucking the next best thing. This is my love child, and I was one extra point away from lasting four weeks in two installments to the pool. For fuck's sake, five weeks in two years. If you in it, all the talk about you setting your personal best and going into the deep end without water wings, I would have been erect. Yeah, I bet. That's it. Yeah, hard well, as fuck. You went well, down last week. Boner City population me. Well, shoulda, woulda, coulda, because I hung on by the slimmest of margins. And you know what would be great now? If somehow my team just goes on this fucking epic run. You guys dunked on me early for uh, spending up for Cooper Cup, although the, I think the purchase was fine. Maybe the 16 bucks was a little much. But I looked at my budget and the other day. I got like the seventh most bucks left for whatever that's worth. It- Nobody gets dumped on for that. I don't remember anybody saying anything bad about that one. Uh, well, you know, people always find a way to spin it so that's some sort of negative. I think you're confusing Cooper Cup for Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, maybe. Uh, waiver auction budget dollars mean a lot more in the guillotine pool than they do in the regular redraft. Since waiver bucks have come in in either pool, I don't think you've done fuck all. I don't think I have either. So perhaps neither of us should be teaching a class on what the best use of waiver bucks is. It's a good point, friend. Let's talk about some of the claims that were made. Cause this seems to be, we get up Wednesday morning and everyone's like, who bid who for what? I think it's really cool. The Yahoo shows that. So let's go through the claims. Aaron Jones was obviously the big prize of the week. The reason that Aaron Jones was available to begin with was that our man, Sean Burke, Haas Y. Jukin, after finishing runner-up last year, was the man who was decapitated somehow. Somehow. Yeah, that's a, that's a monster going down early. Yeah, he, uh, he wrote the book last year on how to manage this pool, how to manage his team. When we were all yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? What is this craziness? He was fucking stashing players right off the bat dude carried michael thomas for like fucking eight weeks last year man and survived it all yeah and he was the one that was i think it was between him and him and spencer were like the first ones to to turf a player that they didn't need on monday night if they were already winning to to pick up a player that they could use next week yep oh yeah but they kind of brought in a whole new element there that people were Yep, Looking super at oh, savvy. Fuck, yeah, that's a that's a good idea. Sean was super savvy all year last year. Played his cards very well, managed his money very well, managed his team very well. You know, it's a heavyweight out of the game early. Yeah, I uh, I was shocked when I saw. I really thought when Aaron, like when we were determining what teams were possibly on the chopping block, and we saw that Aaron was low man in at one eleven oh eight. I honestly, as the scores 
kept going up. I honestly thought it was going to be Aaron. Sean put up a total of 106.74 highlighted by Aaron Rodgers, 2304. Respectable. Sterling Shepard got hurt mid-game. It's a bad beat. Rondale Moore was one of the hot pickups from the previous week. He did fuck all 2.4. Aaron Jones, big game, 17.6. Montgomery busted. No fantastic, despite being number one tight end stud, he busted. Cole Beasley was great. Jake Elliott, three points. Good, not good enough. And Cleveland defense was massive. I was there was a lot man. of teams that could have gone down last week if, if one thing went the other way. Yeah, like my team. No joke, dude. My team, too. I'm sitting here talking about Sean's team and his score, and I got fucking goosebumps just thinking about how fucking close I was to being fucking chopped. With any luck, you can cash next week. Yeah, that's right. Well, like I said, I'm praying to the fantasy gods. I'm not even praying to win the pool. I just want a couple of stress-free weeks. The first two weeks were stress-free for me in this pool. I had no chance to get eliminated. It was great. Last week was... uh, Ultra super stressful. I had to sweat right down to the last fucking 32 seconds of the Monday night game. If I could not go through that again, that'd be fucking great. You're just going to build one year at a time, man. Next year, you'll be super psyched if you can make week six. Hey, I'm still in this, friend. Might be in this in week fucking 18 yet. You never know. There were a couple guys that were real close. Like, it was real close at the bottom last week. Aaron, 111.08. Myself, 107.04. Sean McClain. Sean McClain, after spending his entire fucking budget, was two and a half points away from getting eliminated. Can you imagine after he said, fuck this, I'm all in on Dalvin Cook and Zeke. Can you imagine if he busted? That would have been a bad look. Yep, 109.54. He was close. Other than that, like you were close, yeah, but you finished with 118. You Finished 11 points out. It was close for a while, but by halftime, you were good. Same thing with Cam, 116. uh, Ryan, 116 as well. So they were close, but in the end, they were, you know, far enough ahead. didn't matter. It was only really me, Aaron. Anybody on that list had like one one critical injury or something go down and and this all changes. Because all of us that were in that bottom group were just one shitty thing away from going. Well, I saw it playing out, and I was like, please, gentle Jesus, let Dak throw CeeDee Lamb the ball one more time. Even if the lead was like 1.02, I knew that would have been enough because there was a 0% chance Philadelphia was kicking a fucking field goal. They were going for a touchdown, but they would have kicked that extra point, and that was terrifying. If it makes you feel better, I didn't. I didn't want you to go down on a kick as much as I wanted you to go down on a CD Lamb fumble. Right? Can that would have been the better return for me? Can you imagine CD Lamb catches it, gets the point, and then fumbles, loses the ball immediately, minus one. Anyway, I feel like there was a couple times last year when Megan was not that close. Obviously, bottom three away from getting eliminated. And she went on to win the whole thing. Maybe I turned around. Let's uh, change course now. Let's see uh, who the pickups were. So after Sean went down, he had a couple of big guys hit the wire. For the second week in a row, Dave Montgomery hit the wire. And he is now awarded to Mr. Mike Harrod. Picked him up for 25. Narrowly outbid Colin, 23. 
Cam, 17, myself, 11. I should have probably bid up for Montgomery. I liked his later-ish buy. I think his buy is week 10. I should have maybe bid up because I would have liked to have that floor guy for my RB2, and I haven't been getting consistent production from there. Like, I think my team is one smash running back away from really being one of the top teams. And Montgomery could have been that guy. So really I should have paid up. You didn't have a bid on him. You just, uh, you don't believe Montgomery? Not overly. No, I don't, I don't like what's happening on the ground there. And I think it gets worse as the season goes on. I'm a little sour that I didn't spring for Swift when he was out there last week. And that probably would have been my solution there. I didn't even notice. All I, I was so wrapped up in the fact that Sean McLean literally bid the last of his dollars for Dalvin Cook that I didn't even notice that he fucking dropped DeAndre Swift to do it. Is he sick in the head? I had a claim in for him, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, he went for 18 bucks. I wonder what, what I put in, and I looked it up, and it was $4, and I was like, what are the fuck are you doing, you cheap bastard? It's like, why even try? I had 4 bucks in for him, didn't get him. Mark, mark. That's me and how I'm managing things so far this season in a nutshell. Winning offer, 18 bucks to Jabroni's $4. <laughs> it may have $1 business execution or $1 Aaron, $0. Oh, so there's cheaper than me. I never looked that far into it to make myself feel better. But. Oh, yeah. $0 claims are the best. Speaking of $0 claims, I got myself one Josh Jacobs for $0. I'm fucked. Yeah, you think so? Oh, I lost Henderson. I've lost Deontay Johnson. I've still got this whole uh, A.J. Brown thing that's probably going to play out with him not playing. Did you have to drop Henderson? Because I think Henderson's coming back this week. Yeah, I had to drop him last weekend. Oh, now somebody else has him. And I very intelligently did not put in a claim for him to get him back. I saw this A.J. Brown thing. I was like, I don't need two people that are going to have – questionable designations and be game time calls. And I figured one was enough. Right. That's a tough looking team, man. I'm not, yeah. you know, and I like, you know, me, Thank I like you. the fucking buster, buster chops when the opportunity comes, but I am looking at your team like that is a fucking hard looking bunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucked. Like if your I'm team done. got eliminated and this is a, as objective as it gets, if your team got eliminated, I think people would pay for Najee Harris and Tyler Hingby. I think that's it. Nobody's going to buy A.J. Brown with that question tag. I mean, somebody might make a $0 claim on Hertz, although maybe not. I mean, nobody put in a claim for fucking Aaron Rodgers, for fuck's sake. Who the fuck's going to want Jalen Hurts? I'm still in this spot where I feel like there's there's enough of there's enough people left that I can manage on four games as long as I get complete lineups worth of four games. Like, I'll survive until – it's a good spot for me to just hit smash the way the injuries are piling up. I, and now that I'm looking at my team, I'm yeah, that's probably a bad strategy, Joel. Well, I mean, you still got lots of uh, fab dollars left. So there's that anyway. Oh yeah. I got a full wad over here. Yeah. This I think I just same. spent my first, my first bit of wobs last night. Like I've made 13 moves, but only one of them cost me money. I only spent money on Cooper cup. You know, Absolutely uh, zero of my $0 claims have panned out. <laughs> None of them. Josh Jacobs, if he plays this Sunday, Josh Jacobs could end up being a real steal for me at zero bucks. 
you got any plays in mind for your Sunday charity work this week, or you're going to just kind of roll the dice? Sunday charity work? I don't yeah. Like, like, who are you uh, approaching to save their week, and what glorious offer are they going to be presented <laughs> oh, with? I didn't know you were going with that. My guillotine trade offers have not nearly been as uh, welcoming as my TBLC trade offers. Maybe I'm overvaluing my team, but I really genuinely like my team. I don't feel the need to replace Cup, Lamb, Edmonds, Kelsey, Hopkins. All those guys are, are just glued to my team until their bye weeks come up. Like week 12, I'm going to have to make a decision, obviously. But I like my squad. And I I'm think really, with the amount of waiver books you've spent, you should like your team. I've only spent $16. I did. I thought you spent more than that. No, wrong pool. Try to stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I spent. Uh, I, bought, I bought. I bought one Cooper Cup here. That's it. Everything else has been free. No oh, fuck. Never mind. Yeah. So I think I'm in a pretty decent position. This is what I'm hoping. I survived by the literal skin of my teeth, and now I'm just hoping to ride into the sunset. Uh, who do you think is gonna go down this week? We were both wrong in our predictions last week. You took Devin the Chuck, and I took Ryan, and neither of those. I wasn't even close. No, Devin. Oh, well, Devin, he only put up 118 last week. So he was, I mean, he was never in jeopardy, but he was towards the bottom. And uh, who did I pick? Ryan. Let's see. Oh, Ryan was actually towards the bottom too. So we weren't far off. None of those guys went down. Who do you think is going down this week? Is it unethical if I pick myself? You said that last week. You can't just keep doing that. You can't just keep reverse jinxing your way. Jesus you know, Christ, look at my fucking team and tell me I can't pick myself. I mean, if you want to pick yourself to go down, it's up to you. I'm, you know I'm trying to find a team that's in worse than me, All and I'm coming up with nothing. I think football team's going down this week. Like, look at Tannehill there. It says the Jets, and this is really ironic, the Jets give up the second fewest points to quarterbacks this season. You know why? Because people fucking run all over the Jets and they get up oh, yeah. by so much that they don't need to fucking throw the ball. It's not that the Jets are good against pass, it's that teams obliterate them and they don't need to throw the ball against them. And you So think, have you before you continue on this narrative, have you looked down four spots where he has Derrick Henry or no? Oh I didn't notice that. <laughs> well, that's a really good theory, Skinner. Yeah, great theory. That's and also he has Derrick Henry. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> You know what? I, I don't want to be dis- disrespectful to the champ here, but I'm going to go Megan. Ooh, Megan. Tell me why yeah. you think Megan's team is going to go down this week. The the Brady-New England matchup, that's going to be big. Keenan yeah. Allen, yeah, he's going to see some targets. but and Then I see Gibson struggling, Tyler Boyd, Fournette. Although she does have Dawson Knox and Beasley. Houston too to probably get a chunk of that pie. The problem, I, don't know. I think it's I think it's really close. Okay, first of all, is there something I don't know about T. Higgins? Is T. Higgins really worth stashing? Have I lost my mind? I don't know if I'd stash him in this. Is, league, T, is T. Higgins like yeah, sure he's good, and he's he had a good fucking week one, week two. Is that not a guy you can just fucking turf to the wire and then pick up for fucking ten or fifteen dollars when he was healthy again? I think he's probably in the same boat as Deontay Johnson. Yeah, that's a good point. 
So it's depending on how you feel about him. I would think, and I was fucking stashing Jamal Williams for two weeks. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> I'm gonna stash Jamal Williams. He's a focal point of the Lions' offense. Wouldn't that be something if the two finalists from last year were both gone before week five? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be pretty epic. And that I would be like a re- that would be a reverse you and power going deep into the league. I hate to do it again. For the second week in a row, I'm picking Ryan to go down. What would Ryan do to you? Uh, nothing. Me and Ryan grew up on the same street. He was a couple years younger than me. He was my sister's age. So I knew Ryan growing up, but like we weren't buddies growing up. I was buddies with his older brother. So Ryan's never done anything to me. <laughs> I actually really enjoy Ryan. Me and Ryan, much like me and yourself, in the group chats, we always talk shit to each other, and then yeah. we will have the most sensible text conversation. To answer your question, Ryan's never done anything to me. But his team, the Cousins-Jefferson stack was fruitful for him last week, but they played Seattle, who just mails it in the second half every week. Cleveland defense is tough, man. If the Cleveland secondary is for real, and shuts them down, and he gets fucking bus games from Cousins and Jefferson, it's over. Yeah. How? That's valid. If you're going to stack in this league, you better be pretty sure it's going to pay out. Like, I would be the only stack I'd be really comfortable with in this league is like Mahomes and Kelsey or Hill or fucking Rogers, Devontae, like one of the premier stacks, like one of these iffy stacks. Any stack involving Kirk Cousins is just you're playing with fire. And I feel like Ryan barely survived last week, but I feel like this is the one. I hate this. Tell you, tell you what, tell you what, Ryan. I know but even just, even looking through the to try to figure out who's gonna lose this week is stressing me out. What Ryan, the fuck I, I know you're doing this. Ryan, I know you're listening. I promise that if you do not get decapitated this week, no matter what, I won't even look at your team next week for a prediction. For this week, I gotta pick you again. I don't like Zach Moss. I don't think he belongs on any fantasy rosters. Pollard, I like his involvement, but again, you're looking at a guy that's a backup, and I feel like Carolina's been legit so far. You know, you don't get to play the fucking Philadelphia Eagles every week, and if Dallas gets in a position whereby they got to score points, you know, they're trailing. They got to, if it's a dire situation, they're not putting Tony Pollard on the field. So, so you're genuinely looking over my team and Ryan's team, and you think he's got a worse shot this week than me. I don't want to pick you because you picked you. Oh, so no, you're you saying pick, if you it, pick Megan. You pick Megan, right. I just think it would be rude to pick you, friend. You're my co-host. But I'm not I'm not bothered here. Like if if I go down, we're talking immediate plus 10 to anxiety relief, calmness. Yeah, but then minus 25 to podcast quality. We get to we get to go on there to talk about the fucking guillotine league while you're not in it. How much fun is that going to be? Ah, I'll still tell you how good everybody else is. You'll say, oh, Skinner, is this uh, the Decapitation Nation portion of the podcast? I'll say, yeah. I'll say, Joe Bryan has left the chat. <laughs> this, this has got to be the, the first league that I, I haven't found it yet. I just don't give a fuck if I win or not. It's hard. They're putting in the effort hard. and everything, but no, it's a total luck league. Like it's no bench, no yeah. Your your room for strategies cap. No bench really takes any 
Well, it doesn't take all the skill out of it, but you really got to have Cajones. Like last year, like you said, guys like Spence and Sean looking at the Monday night game and said, okay, fuck, I'm already through. I'm going to drop my fucking tight end for a wide receiver that I think I might be able to start next week. All right, so to wrap things up for Decapitation Nation, Joel predicts the inaugural champ, Megan, the lone lady of the pool goes down. And for the second week in a row, I project that the big blue party boat capsizes and is decapitated. Shirt of the week. Let's get to everyone's favorite segment of the show, Shirt of the Week. The Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson is your Shirt of the Week. Two receptions on six targets for a mere 27 yards. Good for 4.7 fantasy points. His performance was particularly shirt-worthy as he single-handedly led to the loss of Gary Nolan. Gary Nolan lost by mere 3.24 points. Yeah, it's gross. Like, uh, is the ultimate. I'm almost 40. I drank last night. I'm on an all-pizza diet, and I trusted a fart that I shouldn't have trusted. And here we fucking are. That's Alan Robinson for you. <laughs> oh, my God. You've heard it. You've heard it here, folks. Al Robinson trusted a fart. He shouldn't have trusted. Al Robinson, your shirt of the week. That was a that was a great quote, friend. I feel like we should put that on a fucking billboard somewhere. Maybe you could use that phrase to describe your performance in fantasy football drafts this year. <laughs> That's really good. Joel, how would you sum up your drafts this year? Well, you know, Skinner, it's like trust in a fart. You shouldn't have trusted. Now it's halfway down my leg. All right, friends. Till next time. See you next week. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Fantasy Roundup. Contact us anytime at the Weekly Fantasy Roundup at gmail.com.